Today is a very special day. As you've already heard, we're gonna, we, are, we are wrapping up our 40 days of community. If you don't know what that is, let me just explain it real quickly. About 40 days ago, six weeks ago, we launched into what would be a church-wide campaign from our Sunday morning services to our children's and youth ministries to our small group ministries with one major thrust, and that was we want to create community. We want to deepen the relationships, the friendships, and we want to help the church grow stronger within so we can continue to reach out and touch the world with the gospel of Jesus Christ. So we've got a lot of special stuff in store for us today. We've got 15 testimonies. You're going to hear from 15 different people this morning as they share a little bit about what the 40 days of community has meant to them, what their small group did as a part of the 40 days of community, and how God is continuing to work in making a difference in this church, but most importantly in the community and the world that we're living in. So I want to just open us with a scripture. It's 2 Peter chapter 1. 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 12 and 13. Listen to what the apostle Peter says. He says, Therefore I always remind you about these things, even though you already know them and are standing firm in the truth that you have been taught. And it is only right that I should keep on reminding you as long as I live. I love what the New King James Version, how it says, verse 13. Look what it says. It says, yes, I think it is right as long as I'm in this tent or this body to stir you up by reminding you. And what we want to do this morning is just stir up the body of Christ by reminding us of what God has done and what God is doing. Because let me give you a very powerful thought today. Everything that God has done in your life, and everything that God is doing right now in your life is precedence for what God wants to do. Everything that He has done and everything that He is doing is precedence for what He is going to do in your life. Your encounters with Jesus are foundation stones upon which God wants to continue to build His story through your life. And that's an awesome thing. And so today, as we get to hear in just a moment from some amazing testimonies, we're going to see how God's story is interwoven into our story and how that amazing things happen when we really come together for the glory of God. So look at that first point for all you note takers this morning real quick. So one of the things we learned about over the last six weeks is we learned about worshiping together through praise, through prayer, and through giving. I'm going to give you just a couple scriptures. Psalms 150 says this, praise the Lord, praise God in His sanctuary. That's where we're at today, right? Praise God in His sanctuary. Praise Him in the firmament and let everything that has breath, any breathing people here today? Oh, that was weak. Any breathing people here today? Let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. Come on, give a shout. And we've recognized over the last 40 days how powerful it is that we praise God together. The power of corporate praise and worship. The power of coming together in small groups and praising God. Not just in song, but in words and affirmation and thanksgiving. By just simply saying, hey, I want to praise God that He got us through another week. I want to praise God that He provided for our family this week. I want to praise God that that negative doctor's report turned into a positive God report. And we're still standing today. I want to praise God. The Lord, and we learn that we worship together through praise. We learn we worship together through prayer. I love what Jesus said in Matthew 18. 
He says, again, I say to you that if two of you agree on earth concerning anything that they ask, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, I am there in the midst of them. The power of agreement, the power of two or three people coming together in the name of Jesus changes things. Jesus says our prayer life goes to a whole new level when we pray together. Our worship life goes to a whole new level when we worship together. Our impact and our influence goes to a whole new level when we come together. We're two or three gathered together in my name. Jesus said, I'm right there in the midst of them. There's a supernatural manifestation of the presence of God that happens in our lives when we gather together under the banner and under the name of Jesus Christ. And then we learned about how we worship God with our giving. We talked last week a whole message about the power of generosity. In Acts 20, Acts chapter 2, verse 44 says this. And all the believers met together in one place and shared everything they had. The power of generosity, the power of gathering together, the power of serving together. It makes a difference. I want to give you a phrase today. We're going to say it a whole lot. We are better together. So I want our testimonies to come. Look at this first awesome group of people. We're going to ask them to come up here. And Miss Yasmin, we're going to let you kick us off. Come on, let's give her a great big round of applause this morning. Hello, hello. How's everybody today? Good. All right, so I'm going to share a little bit about um, the 40 Days of Community. So my, my expectation was to go through this small group and get it over with. Um, to me, it was something that I thought I had already known. So why go through it if it's common sense stuff? Jesus loves community and unity among his people. We are his people. We are his community. We should already know how to love one another and share the gospel with each other and be there for one another, correct each other, and so on and so forth. But I was clearly wrong. During this 40 days of community, one of my first prayer requests was I wanted to be placed out of my comfort zone. I wanted more pressure because I had become complacent where I was. I knew I needed to grow somewhere, so why not ask my Heavenly Father to help me grow where I need it? God has stretched my ability through this time to love people even when they hurt me. God gave me the opportunity to choose Him and His grace and His mercy when I could have chosen to have none and choose my flesh over what his word says. He expanded my inner circle by placing people in my life who are able to keep me accountable and keep or and help guide me during tough seasons. God gave me the chance to see others how he sees them on a daily basis. Not by their flesh, but their spirit. The hope that resides within them through their testimony. The faith of a mustard seed during hell and high waters. How broken people can become so whole through the power of the Holy Spirit and a community of people who can love you during the darkest moments of your life. Through this small group, the Holy Spirit spoke and said, this is what community is. It's celebrating with others, grieving with others, accountability, love, challenges, unity, being a part of a community that can help shape you, mold you, and disciple you to walk in your calling with no fear of what the enemy throws at you. Because now you have a community to say, the hands and feet of Jesus to have your back, to pray with you, to fight with you during trials and tribulations. We are the hands and feet of Jesus. So just as he reached out and called his disciples to follow him, 
and was on purpose to build relationships with them and serve with them, reaching out to others who weren't in his inner circle. We should follow the example of Jesus and do the same with those around us in our inner circles and the ones that are not in our inner circles. Amen. Love you, Jasmine. Good job, girl. Amen. All right, keep putting your hands together for Chris and Tiffany Johnson as they come and share this morning. Woo-hoo! Morning. I'm going to do my best to stay on script, but y'all know me. Okay. Often small groups are a time for friendship and fellowship. Uh, we've been leading small groups for over 20 years across like seven different states. Uh, but this one was different. It was different because the group didn't actually know each other. When we came together, we've been going to church together for years, but essentially, um, other than a smile on Sunday, we didn't know each other. We weren't like friends, right? Um, I proudly say that we were by the end of the six weeks. Uh, What really stands out to me in this specific group was a heart of giving that our group had. Now, there were 22 of us, so we weren't that small of a group. (laughs) There were 22 of us, and essentially, um, one or two in a group that size that are generous givers is kind of the norm, but not in this group. Every single person, there we go, sorry, lost it. Every single person wanted to give at every opportunity. The first challenge we had, which was to do something ministry-wise or for one of the people in the church, we ended up doing three different departments because the generosity was so big in our group. Um, And then when we voted on our project that we were doing, our community project, we decided on the ARAB first responders, giving them a meal, feeding a meal to the ARAB first responders. That was EMS, fire department, police department, 911 operators, and the ER. Um, I have lost myself here. There we go. Oh, sorry. Thank you. That's why I need him up here. Y'all see that, right? Uh, We also accompanied that meal with a medallion for all of our vets as uh, we served this meal yesterday on Veterans Day and a card of appreciation. We provided a meal for 107 people, and the cost of this project was around $900. We had the opportunity to partner with the Singles Group and Tanya Hammaker's group and uh, pull off this service. And let me tell you, we had some fun yesterday. We had some fun yesterday doing this. Yeah, it was awesome. The thing I want to note here is the money. Often we think what keeps us from doing big projects or taking on big initiatives or serving is the money, right? That's the thing. When we even saw, you know, considering this, it was the money. This is going to be a big initiative, and it was a big initiative, but we collected the money for this project in one night. In one night, generous people. So what my small group has taught me is that the kingdom, uh, generosity is still the kingdom currency, and it overflows here at Liberty Church. Plus, I love these amazing humans who I've had the honor to get to know more deeply over the last six weeks and hope and believe and look forward to continuing to build relationships with them. Thank you. Amen. Love you guys. Amen. How many know we are better? That's right. We're better together. The joy, the laughter, the community, the camaraderie, the fun, the challenges that we experience and we overcome when we gather together is the heart of God. God never intended any one of us to live life 
alone. And if you're living a lone ranger Christian life, you're living outside the will of God. You're living outside the purpose and plan of God. Why? Because it's in the context of community that God really does transform our lives. So we learned how to worship together, but we also learned not just how to worship together, we learned about fellowshipping together because we are literally better and stronger together. In Acts chapter 2, I love this scripture, it says, So continuing daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house, they ate their food with gladness and simplicity of heart. This is literally Acts 2, the birth of the New Testament church. 3,000 people have just gotten saved, they've accepted Christ, and now the church is born. And the first thing that happens in the local church is they begin to gather together. They assemble together in the temple to worship together. They go house to house fellowshipping together. They're breaking bread together and sharing their hearts and their lives. And I love verse 47. It says, "In praising God and having favor with all the people, the Lord added to the church daily those who were being saved. Here's a very powerful thought. When the church gathers in genuine community, God adds life where there is life. When people gather together in genuine community, God adds life where there is life. And I thought it was amazing as I was just studying that scripture this week. What a simple, powerful, what an amazing evangelistic tool. Let's strengthen the church. Let's gather together. Let's build relationships together. Let's fellowship together. Let's pray together. Let's worship together. Let's study God's word together. Let's laugh together. Let's eat together. And when God saw that community, you know what God did? God added to the church daily people who were being saved. Why? Because one of our greatest evangelistic tools is true community. When we fellowship and love one another in genuine community, God honors that community with His blessing. So at this time, I'm going to ask our next group to come. Josh, come on up here. Josh Anderson, I'm going to let him open us up. Come on, give Josh a round of applause this morning. The personal effect that the 40 Days campaign has meant the absolute world to me and my beautiful wife, Christy. Since becoming a member of this church more than six years ago, I've personally had a few ups and downs. From day one in the stepping foot of this church, I felt welcome and loved. The first day I stepped foot in this church, I met Chris Johnson, or Chris Johnson and Chris McCorder, and I've never felt more welcomed in a place and loved. That's what this community is all about. From Chris and Tiffany Johnson to my beautiful wife, Christy, to Nick Papa G. Paso, Chris McCorder, they were the brunt of my support system along with Pastor Rick, James, and numerous others. And our wonderful leader, Pastor Keith. Liberty Church is the definition of community. We, re we reach out in new ways to bless the citizens of Arab and beyond every single year. Liberty Church's community isn't confined to the church. Its effects are felt all over the world. If you're a member of this church and you feel out of place, come talk to the leaders and pretty much anyone here. They will not only make sure that you have a place, but you will also have a loving environment that wants the absolute best for you. If this is your first Sunday with us. We love you. We care for you. And welcome home. Amen. Amen. Love you, Josh. Amen. This is DJ. Y'all give DJ a great big round of applause.
Hello, everybody. So this small group session allowed me and my wife to meet and become friends with a good number of new people. We likely never would have met our small group leaders, Bailey and Lindsay, had we not joined the small group. And we really appreciate having met them. They hosted every single week in their home. They always cooked dinner and were very well prepared during the lessons and the discussions. And those discussions on the small group topics of the week were always fun, always engaging, even though sometimes they ran a little off track. <laughs> what we really liked about the small group lessons, though, was how focused each week was. Each week was very directed and very specific in what we were learning and focusing on. And with the Sunday message as a primer, it was exciting to really dig down into the specifics of the lessons each week. We also really appreciated having the directed opportunity to show some appreciation and kindness to a few specific people within and outside of the church. We chose to show our appreciation to Dick and Tina from the Holly Pond Church, and they specifically run the children's ministry there and also ran a lot of other things when it comes to the small group there this time as well. And for our outreach, we decided to provide beanies and mittens to cancer patients at Huntsville Hospital. Uh, my wife, Brooke, has personal experience with how much those are needed. When you get chemo, you get pretty cold. So having those beanies really helps them. And we wanted to provide that to them just so that they knew how much that we care about them, how they're not alone, and that others are there to support them. Thank you. Amen. This is Miss Sheila. Y'all give her a great big round of applause. Good morning. Well, I truly feel the 40 Days of Community has helped build relationships that probably would never have happened outside of small groups. In small groups, we get to know each other, and I mean more than just our first name. Like some in our group don't see well to drive at night, and one has allergies to eggs. <laughs> some are shy, some are bold and outspoken. We pray for each other. We pray for our children, our families, our friends. I feel I now have new friends where before I knew their face, I sat in church with them on Sunday. Now I know their name. I know about their children and their grandchildren. I know how special they are and how they love and trust the Lord. I have their number in my phone now, and I have no doubt whatsoever if needed for prayer or anything. I can call this wonderful group of people that God has connected me with, and they would respond with love. This is what the community of God is, and I'm so thankful for it. Amen. This is Miss Pam Green. Y'all give her a great big round of applause. When asked to represent our group, I wasn't exactly sure how to do it, so I prayed about it and I talked to our leader, Tanya. Community and what it means to me and what I observed that it meant to the others in our small group. When I first came to Liberty Church, I felt God's presence when I walked through the door. The more my son William and I came to church here, the more I found that this was a church of the community. We already had many outreach ministries, Souls for Souls, Coats for Kids, and Angels on a Tree that assisted those in need in the community, and even my family a few times during difficult times. 
Then I found out about Celebrate Recovery, where many others are assisted, cared for, and loved on each week. I was so impressed with Liberty Celebrate Recovery and how it cared for people from meals before the meetings to assist with food boxes and other ministries that when asked to serve, I felt honored. I was able to serve for many years before I became sick. In 2017, I lost my colon. During this difficult time, I almost died four or five times. I was very sick for a long time. I lost the ability to walk, and I had to go to rehab for about three months to relearn to walk. It was the prayers of family and my church family that got me through. There were visits and prayers in the hospital, but more visits and prayers in rehab. My church community really rallied around me, my mom, and my family. Today, I'm still not 100%, but every day I get a little better. Thank you, Jesus. Community has always been a part of Liberty. While attending church during the 40 days of community campaign, Pastor Keith has preached on many different aspects of what community is. Community is coming together, different people with different opinions and ideas, helping each other and others together. We have learned a lot together while watching the videos and then with discussions and prayers together. We have had individuals out sick during our small group. When trying to come up with a project, it was interesting to sit back and observe the group and all the different ideas that were presented. One idea was those in the nursing home with mattress covers because a member of our church is there and during a visit it was observed at how horrible the mattresses are. Another idea was helping those in the recovery houses with a set of clothes for interviews or rides to those interviews or something to lift them up. In the end, we have decided to go in with Chris and Tiffany Johnson and Chastity Harville's groups to cook meals for the first responders. I couldn't wait to assist in some way that day. Observing and listening to all the suggestions and being part of the final project makes me feel proud to be a part of Liberty Church, a church dedicated to their fellow man and woman in our community, which is a vital part of Liberty Church. Amen. Thank you. Amen. How many of you know we are better? That's right. We're better together. When you listen to those testimonies, I I love the fact that you hear the diversity of what spoke to people, what ministered to people, what their takeaway was. I was listening to DJ talk about how he enjoyed the structure of the group. And most of you wouldn't know this, but he is an engineer by trade. And I thought, how fitting that an engineer would love structure. What an awesome thing, DJ. That's awesome. I love you, sir. But I was just listening to each of the stories and how powerful it is Because each individual experienced Christ and the love of Christ in a different way. And the diversity of the groups and the diversity of the people really does allow us to connect in a way that we could never connect before. So, one more point here. We're going to keep walking through this thing. So, not only did we learn about worshiping and fellowshipping, but we also learned about growing together. And we recognize something. We recognize we need each other. Listen to this. To become the people... God has called us to be. In Ephesians chapter 4, the Bible says this, Jesus makes the whole body, speaking of the church, to fit together perfectly. As each part does its own special work, it helps the other parts grow. When each part does its own special work, it helps the other parts grow And then the Bible says, and then the whole body is healthy, growing, and full of love. Let me just tell you something. That scripture is God's vision for the local church. 
God's vision for the local church is that we would be healthy, growing, and full of the love of Jesus. And that only happens in the context of community. Because when each part does their own special work, it helps the other parts to grow. I need you and you need me and together we can be the body of Christ. Can I get an amen from somebody? All right. Well, at this time, we're going to ask Miss Chastity to come and open us up with another testimony. We love you, girl. Come on. Give her a round of applause. Come on, singles. <laughs> All right. I'll be reading a statement from a member of the singles group. 40 days of community has had a positive impact on myself, my small group, my church family, and, of course, my community. I have had the privilege to not only grow closer to people that I already know, but to meet new members that joined my small group this semester. Getting together each week with my small group is one of the highlights of my week as I look forward to the laughs, the love, and the prayers that we all share together. On top of that, we get to serve our community in a much bigger way than I imagined. Serving is one of my spiritual gifts and calling, so being able to fill a need or even just show appreciation for our hardworking first responders is truly amazing and fulfilling. I'm very grateful for this opportunity and truly love the friendships that have formed during this 40 days and more. Thank Amen. you. Come on. Good job. I'll give a great welcome to James Toon. Love you, James. So my group decided to um, answer the question, what personal effect did the 40 Days campaign have on us? And um, it strengthened our relationship with God through each other. As Pastor pointed out, uh, the Bible says, for where two or three are gathered together in my name, I am there in the midst of them. Small groups are believers in Jesus, talking about Jesus in the presence of Jesus. You see, small groups aren't for non-believers. Do you know a non-believer? Bring them to a small group and they'll see God's truth in action. They'll start to believe. Small groups aren't for the untrusting. Do you know someone who is untrusting, who doesn't like to open up much? Bring them to a small group and they'll learn to be courageous. And within 30 seconds, start talking about some deep things. They'll become a trusting person. I love you, brother. Small groups aren't for people who don't like to study God's word anywhere but the Bible. Do you know someone like this? Bring them to a small group and they'll watch the videos. They'll fill in the blanks. They'll be encouraged by the sense of community. I love you, brother. Small groups aren't for a person who doesn't talk about the softer side of Jesus like myself. Do you know someone like this? Have them lead a small group, and they'll learn to love. They'll learn the love of Christ. They'll be obedient to the Holy Spirit. How did this 40 days of community affect us individually? We learned to be courageous. We learned about God outside the box of the Bible, and we learned that love was the greatest, was Jesus's greatest weapon. And through our small group, we strengthened our belief in Jesus. We strengthened our belief in each other. And we strengthen our belief in community. Amen. Amen. Thank you, James. Thank you, sir. Good job. All right, Miss Janet Garland, y'all give her a great big round of applause, Miss Janet. Okay, well, first of all, just let me say that, you know, I don't feel like I was the best person 
to get up here and do this because we have some awesome speakers in our group. And But here I am. So, but we've had so many awesome ladies that's been gifted with so many gifts that God's given to them, and they have excelled in every one of them. And also let me say, I didn't start out to be a leader in any of the classes that I was in, but I did. I was just going to be help to Wanda on the backside. Whatever she needed, that was going to be me. But God, I co-led with Wanda Ship, and it drew me out of my comfort box again. It made me search each week to try and help in any way that I could and to help the other ladies look inside themselves to embrace what this study meant to each one of us individually. We laughed a lot. We shared a lot. We were sad a lot. But, you know, that was our safe place, so we knew we could share. And we discovered things about each other and about ourselves too, I hope. We may not have made any groundbreaking discoveries, but I believe that each one of us has come out of it with more love, compassion, and a giving attitude. And if anyone has made even one discovery about themselves, about our community, our church, about God, then our class is a huge success. And more than that, I think we will continue to discover more as we reflect on this study down the road. We understand each other a little better, I believe. And I have to say that this talk wasn't taught just by Wanda or by myself. It was also taught by Anita, Stacy, Brandy, Lisa, Jacqueline, Dana, Denise, Evelyn, and Renee. We all taught this class. Amen. So that's why I'm getting jittery. <laughs> Amen. Give them one more round of applause. Come on. So we are better. All right, y'all got to participate, right? We are better. We're better together. Praise God for community. So we've learned not only did we worship together, not only did we fellowship together, not only did we grow together, and I love listening to those stories. Janet and James both talked about how God stretches us and how God moves us out of our comfort zone and how we come to different places that we would never be if we had not been placed inside community. How many know that your natural family has a way of stretching you? Let's just be honest, right? Your natural family has a way of stretching you. Well, God intended our spiritual family to do the same thing, to create an environment, a safe place, as Janet called it, where we can grow and we can weep and we can rejoice and we can fall down and we can get back up together because we are family, and that's a good thing. Well, we learned not only about those things, but we also learned about serving together, and we recognize that teamwork really does make the dream work. If we're going to see God do amazing things, one is way too small of a number for the kingdom of God to work and move in our lives. We've got to join together. I was thinking about Jesus who ultimately saved the world, bore the sins of the world on his own body, carried the weight of the world to the cross. And as I was thinking about Jesus, the only one that could save us, even Jesus built a team. Even Jesus refused to live life by himself. And the fact that we are here in Arab, Alabama in 2023 celebrating the birth, 
the death, the resurrection of Jesus Christ is because Jesus connected with 12 men who spread the gospel to the known world. And we are here today because Jesus refused to live life alone. He invited other people into his life. And it was through that team that the dream of the gospel went into all the world. And here we are 2,000 years later, baptizing 10 people, celebrating new life, and experiencing the goodness of God because Jesus refused to live his life all alone. So at this time, we're going to ask our next group to come on up. Miss Ann, we're going to let her kick us off this morning. Why don't y'all give Miss Ann Waldeck a great big round of applause. Amen. I love you, Miss Ann. Good morning. Uh, I'm going to be honest and I'm going to tell you that when I heard of 40 days of community, I did not want to do it. Uh, because I, I looked at it, I guess I looked at a community as a city or a town, but that community is made up of a whole lot more, and I wasn't looking at all of them. It's made up of our church, of our friends, of our neighbors, and our families, and also, I thought that there was a lot of good Bible studies out there that would be more interesting. Uh, found out different. Uh, the small group that I attend, uh, a lot of the ones in it already serve in the community. So I thought, we've got it down. Um, but... I've got my eyes open because I went into this study. I decided to do it, and I went into it with an open mind and an open heart. And I found out that I needed to learn a lot more. Um, <clears throat> I thought uh, that I knew that loving is part of being part of a community, and caring and sharing is also a part of that community. I knew the love of God and what he has done in my life. And I know what he can do in other people's lives if they'll let him in. Uh, and 40 days has brought new people into our group. And we have spent the time learning about one another about our needs, what they need, what we need, and it has shown us a lot, brought us a whole lot closer, and made the love of God real to us. Uh, 40 days of community has brought me closer to my church, to my family, to my, the needs in my community, and most of all, the love of God has been enriched. Amen. Amen. God bless you, Miss Ann. Amen. Miss Mary Walters, y'all give Mary a great big round of applause this morning. Love you, Miss Mary. Good morning. What this small group has meant to me and how it has helped me help others.
feel like our small group became very close and in our group we chose to make love baskets to give to people we felt needed them. And I myself went out and visited a neighbor and her husband, and I prayed for both of them. It pushed me out of my comfort zone, but it made me feel good to help people and give them something they needed. And just like Jesus did, we learned to put others need other people's needs before our needs. Our small group really became close and we devoted ourselves to each other and our needs of what we needed and how we helped each other in this small group. We helped each other. Thank you. Amen. Good job. Amen. Y'all put your hands together for Wendy Ellis. This past September, Pastor Keith and Kelly invited my husband and I to join their small group. It was our first small group experience together as a couple. I was excited for Jeff to see the sense of community I've always known at Liberty. Over the past six weeks, my family and I have faced numerous health issues hospital admissions, and family health concerns. Yet this group has been a genuine blessing, offering us unwavering support every step of the way. They have been checking up on us regularly through calls and texts and have offered their help in any way possible. Through this experience, I have learned the immense power of community and the gift of receiving help from others. This small group has shown me that we can overcome any obstacle with a sense of belonging and support. 1 John 3.18, let us stop just saying we love people. Let us really love them and show it by our actions. It is evident that the words in this verse have been, had a profound impact on me and my family. It's a remarkable feeling to be moved so deeply by something like community here at Liberty. Thank you. Amen. Amen. So we're better. There we are. We're better together. Amen. Well, one last point here, or not the last point, but next to the last point. The fifth thing we learned together in community is we learned that we can reach out together. And that we reach out together because faith, the Bible says, without works is dead. In James chapter 2, the Bible says this, What good is it, dear brothers and sisters, if you say you have faith but you don't show it by your actions? Can that kind of faith save anyone? Suppose you see your brother or sister who has no food or clothing and you say goodbye and have a good day, stay warm and eat well, but then you don't give that person any food or clothing, what good does that do? So you see that faith by itself isn't enough unless it produces good deeds, it is dead and useless. Amen? So what a powerful, powerful thought to think that not only have we learned to worship together, fellowship together, grow together, serve together, but we've also learned the power of reaching out together. Why don't you put your hands together, welcome our last group to come up here to share their testimonies.
And we're going to let Miss Portia lead the way in this group here today. Amen. Y'all give her a round of applause. Good morning. I'm on the praise and worship team, our little small group. Um, and we meet every Thursday regardless so we can come up here and help lead y'all and uh, in worship. And this has helped in so many ways of being able to, because we don't get a chance to always talk and, you know, with everybody. Um, so it was, it was really good because we could get deeper. We could, you know, pray for each other, learn the, the struggles that everybody's having and be able to pray and, and pray on those for the week, you know, and be able to come back and hear some testimonies of how the Lord is working. So that was really awesome. Our group also has the privilege of reaching out to the 80 residents at Diversity Care of ARAB. We're supposed to be going this week to do that. We look forward to visiting and praying with each individual um, as the need is required. Where um, those the elderly have so much that you know some sometimes they don't have anybody, and so just someone coming and visiting them means so much to them. And for us to be able to just go there and be able to reach out to them, just show them love and show them that someone is thinking about them, that someone does care, is going to mean so much. And it's going to be such a blessing for us as well. And with each individual, we're going to be giving them uh, a nice warm blanket. And on the blanket, we're attaching a scripture card, hoping that that scripture, you know, that they'll be able to look at that and, and receive hope from that or even say, hey, you know, let's open, you know, someone help me or open the Bible and read where that scripture's at and go before and, and after it and be able to glean the word of God from that as well. It's going to be such a blessing for us to be able to meet them and brighten their day and just show them the love of Jesus. And we're looking so forward to doing that. And we thank the, the 40 Days of Community for bringing us closer to where we can able to, to reach out to everybody. Amen. Bless you, Portia. Love you, girl. Thank you. Y'all welcome Larry. Larry's going to come and share his testimony with us this morning. Hey, good morning. So my wife and I were the last group in uh, to marry in Jesse Waddell's house. Oh, so subsequently, I'm standing here today uh, as the caboose, so bear with me. Uh, having the opportunity uh, to attend a small group, which eventually turns into a life group, uh, has been a blessing to us. Uh, Jenny and I wasted no time uh, in getting into the community as quickly as possible. We've met some wonderful people, and there's a lot of folks kicking fit into Jesse's house. Um uh, I tend to ask myself is what do we have in common with angels? Humans and angels, angels are, are, are both messengers. <clears throat> the root word for evangelism is angel, which means message and news. Evangelism then means sharing good news that is something the angels, shepherds, and modern-day Christians have in common. When we come together in a small group, the concept is serving and recruitment of both believers and non-believers within our communities. 
from our perspective, we really want to recruit as many Christian followers as we can, creating massive amounts of disciples. Our group is doing that in two areas. We identified four uh, laundry mats, and our group will be going to the laundry mats and taking the opportunity to go ahead and pay for that individual's laundry and spread the word at the same time as one. The second event is we're getting into the CR house and we're going to produce some meals for them coming into the holidays and, uh, you know, have some fellowship ministries, et cetera. So uh, in closing, I'd like to thank Mary and Jesse uh, for inviting us into their home and this group of wonderful human beings uh, to get to help us with this message. Thank you. And last but not least is Fred. Y'all give Fred a great big round of applause this morning. First of all, when I found out that we were that 40 days of community was becoming available to us, then uh, I recall that my wife and I had visited a involved in a small group that was 40 days of purpose which is about 20 years ago I guess it was so we knew there would might be something there for us so we took into that uh, that into consideration and jumped right in uh, we had been involved in four small groups in the two years that we've been here at, at uh, Liberty Church I've always enjoyed those small groups I feel like we've met new faces every time we stepped into one uh, there's not been a bad experience in any of it. So I would say step forward, get into a small group, participate, get involved in that. It's a big deal. Um, a good prayer mantra I've always f felt like was if all your prayers were suddenly answered, would it change the world around you or would it just change your world? I can honestly say that our group prays to change the world around us. Uh, they pray for everything. We quickly came together in prayer as one of our group members tragically passed right so not soon after we started, and another lost his mother-in-law uh, during that time frame. There's a lot of diversity in our group. Our church service areas were amazing. Uh, you know, we had just people were already involved. Uh, we had sound specialists, master gardener, church security, CR advocates, outreach ministry. There were only 12 of us. Uh, men's and ladies ministry, teachers, worship ministry, Married, unmarried, fingernail painters. That comes in a minute. Uh, some wore multiple hats. I mean, there were some folks in our group that were just doing, I couldn't believe the number of things they were trying to, they, you know, they were, they were trying to help with. Uh, so it just kind of exemplifies, you know, you can't do enough for the kingdom. All of this involves sharing the gospel and spreading the word of Jesus Christ. The sheer volume of encouragement and togetherness in a group was just phenomenal. The humbleness yet stellar outreach of the group just kind of took me to the wall. It was just so awesome, the, the amount of work that was being put in. So we made our first visit, our first community visit we have already made to Diversicare on Saturday, the, November the 4th, with plans to make this a regular visit the first Saturday of each month. We were directed to the memory group. Uh, this is a group, of, uh, you know, early Alzheimer's, dementia kind of uh, challenges and uh, so we split up uh, one gentleman witnessed and prayed over patients another lady um, 
and some friends she brought painted uh, numerous sets of nails. This brought big smiles to the ladies out there, big, big smiles. Another member of the group witnessed to patients and promoted the nail jobs. So she, he was out there, hey, come here, you know, we're doing this. So uh, that was a big deal, too, because that kind of got things built up and built up a little hype amongst these folks who live in, uh, in, in a fairly blasé world, I must say. Uh, I found an 81-year-old man playing the piano, which prompted me to start singing old hymns because that's what he was playing. And uh, it wasn't long I was joined by my partner in Hanging Door Hangings, uh, Nick Westenhofer. And uh, we sat back there with that old gentleman. And uh, how many songs did we sing? Five or six? It was really good. Uh, he's wanting us to come back and do some more work with him. And uh, he, he was excited about it. A glorious day was had. And we were blessed by God's gifts that, we were, that were shared. Thank you. Love you, Freya. Amen. So we are better. Yeah. All right, last point. We're going to land this plane here today. Let me give you one final thought. Because when you come to the end of something like this, here's kind of the question. The question is, now what? Right after we've had this amazing 40 days, six weeks of gathering together, growing together, fellowshipping together, serving together, reaching out together, now what do we do? Well, here's our prayer. Here's my prayer, and here's our prayer here at Liberty Church. Our prayer is that we'll look back on these 40 days of community and we won't say, look what we did. But that we'll look back on these 40 days of community and say, look what we started. Look what we started. Look at the relationships. Look at the friendships. Look at the ministries. Look at the opportunities. Look at the outreach. Look at the things that we started. Why? Because the 40 days of community was not intended to be a 40-day campaign that started and ended. It was intended to be a launching pad that we could begin to cultivate relationships and friendships and outreach and service and ministry in a whole new way. Liberty Church for 25 years has been a giving, serving, loving church. But I really believe that over the last 40 days, God has raised the bar of connection and community and impact. And so our prayer is that we're just going to keep on keeping on. Amen. That we're going to drill down into what God has done. And we're going to recognize that God has started something. And that what God has started is not intended to end when the 40-day campaign is over. It is intended to go on and on and on. So let me encourage you. Don't stop. Don't stop meeting. Don't stop loving. Don't stop building relationships. Don't stop serving. Don't stop reaching out together. Let's keep on doing what we've been doing for 40 days. And let's see what God can do. Amen. Let's just bow our heads for a second. Today's an amazing day. We've heard some awesome testimonies. And the one thing that every testimony had in common today is Jesus. Jesus is the connector. Jesus is the life changer. Jesus is the Savior, the foundation stone of all community, all faith, all love, all everything is rooted and grounded in Jesus Christ. And maybe you're here this morning. And maybe you realize, you know what, Pastor Keith, we're talking about community, all these things, we're better together. But I, the truth is, I don't even know God. I don't have a spiritual community because I don't have a relationship with God through His Son, Jesus.
And today I want to I want to accept Him. Today I want to enter into that relationship with God that the Bible says is only possible one way. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no one can come to the Father except through me. There is one name, the Bible says, given under heaven by which man can and must be saved. That name is Jesus Christ. And Jesus said, or the Bible says, that if we believe in our heart and confess with our mouth that God raised Christ from the dead, that we can be saved. And that whosoever calls on the name of the Lord will not perish, but have everlasting life. And if that's you today, you say, Pastor Keith, today I want to accept Christ. I want to, I want to enter into that spiritual community, and I want to make Jesus the Lord of my life. If that's you, just a simple act of faith, just raise your hand. Every head is bowed, every eye is closed. But today you say, Pastor Keith, I want to be born again. That's what Jesus called it. Jesus said you must be born again. You get to begin again in Christ. And you get to enter into a relationship with God through His Son. Just a simple act of faith. Just slip your hand up and say, Pastor Keith, that's me. I want to accept Christ today. I want to accept Him as my Lord and my Savior. We're going to pray a prayer. Maybe you're watching online. Maybe you're raising your hand. Maybe you're saying, Pastor Keith, that's me. I want us just to pray this prayer together across the room. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Let's say it together this morning out loud. Dear Heavenly Father, I believe Jesus died on the cross for my sins and rose again on the third day. I repent of my sins and I turn to you. I ask you to forgive me and come into my heart and my life be my Lord and Savior I receive Jesus in Jesus name Amen Amen come on let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise today if you prayed that prayer in person or online I want to welcome you to the family of God we'd love to help you take those next steps and what it means to grow in your relationship with the Lord. We'd love to follow up with you. We'd love to personally reach out and connect with you. God bless you today. We love you. Make sure to stop by the Information Center for our Thanksgiving Day outreach. And today at 1 o'clock, our Lights of Liberty. And right now, just as soon as you leave, modular number 4. If, you want to be, if you're interested in helping with our Room in the Inn homeless ministry this year, let's make a difference. God bless you. Have a great day in the Lord. We love you guys.